Hey everybody, uh, usually here I read a little thing I wrote, um, <clears throat> excuse me, but this is a backstory episode for our newest player, so I figure we'll just get right into it. Um, thank you so much for listening. We'll have a Patreon someday, but until then, um, send us an email at warforthetower at gmail.com. Uh, find us on Facebook, War for the Tower Character Club. Um, and, uh, look up Space Kings. It's a great game. We play it. You can get it somehow. There was a Kickstarter. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, check that out. And, uh, if you'd like to join our Discord server, shoot us a Facebook message or, um, an email. Once again, that's warforthetower at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. So uh, normally, on any other day, you would be going from station to station, uh, making yourself available to everybody. There's also like a, a red phone like at Home Depot or Lowe's or something where they can, they can just grab the phone and call you and you'll come moving. Um, you have little like uh, uh, rolly skates so you can like go down the the flat surfaces pretty quickly. And so, yeah, you're holding like one of those lawyer boxes of files and you're tootling down the hallway. And all of a sudden you realize that everything's gotten quiet except for an, a nearby radio. And then you hear another one farther away and you can tune into radio stations or whatever. Uh, you can even watch TV inside your head if you feel like it. And, uh, and it's just a recorded voice saying, the worst has happened, uh, seek shelter, the bombs are coming. And it's just like repeating on a loop. It sounds like the president's voice. You're not sure. Your region, like mid-world Colorado or whatever, like uh, it, it uh, that's the kind of look, you know, you're sort of deserty sagebrushy mountain type and uh yeah everybody in the facility it's the overlook power station so it's like a working hydroelectric hydroelectric dam and uh the water is slowed down to a trickle so they've they've been using the atomic more but they don't have any technicians that remember how to fix it or they don't have the parts or whatever so it uh they use you and your other counterpart. It's like a lady bot uh named Felicia. Uh whoever's on duty they'll they'll send in there to like tinker. But they haven't had as much need for power recently, so it's been off. 
there's been more water of late, but also less demand. Electric lines are breaking down all over the place. And uh, yeah, bombs are coming, I guess. You didn't even know that was a thing, really. And everybody's freaking out. Well, um, <clears throat> I would like to go check on the people who generally tell me what to do. Make sure that they find out what is happening and where we need to go or where I can help them go to. So the door on the left is the facilities manager, uh, Larry Jenkins, and uh, his door is partly open, and that's where you hear the radio closest. And you hear him, like, weeping. Mm. Uh, hello, Larry. Uh, you just, like, poke, poke your head in, and uh, <laughs> he goes, oh! And he, like, spins around, and you realize he's, like, Pulled out the best whiskey. He's drinking on the job, which is rare. And there's a little TV in front of him that's like kind of scrambly or whatever. And it's it's the Yule log that normally <laughs> plays during Christmas time or whatever they call it in Midworld. Fucking a. Uh, do you remember? I don't know. Reap Day, Reap Day. Year End. Well, it's, I mean, this is many years before that sort of thing happens. <laughs> And he just he just looks terrified. He's like, "What? What? What do you? Uh, uh, what do you want, man?" I I understand there's some sort of kerfuffle. How can I be of assistance? I don't know, man. You could put me out of my misery. He's hmm. got the, like the phone off the hook. He must have been trying to call somebody, and he just like points at the radio half heartedly. There's a gun in a case off to the right, but, mm -hmm. you know, you're not sure if he really wants you to. <laughs> so when you say put you out of your misery, I can see that, uh, you know, you're having a bad day and uh, I can play some jaunty tunes if that helps. A bad day? And then you hear like Marcy down the hall just blubbering and screaming and like punching things. Hmm. And he goes, I should go check on everyone. Yes. And he reaches in and he starts opening up the case with the gun in it. Well, allow me to escort you. Okay. And then he grabs the whiskey bottle and starts walking with you down the hall. I'll set down my, my box of stuff that I have and, uh, and help him. Okay, the, the, there's lights on the, on the roof and then the ceiling near certain hallways and they they're spinning and going yellow and there's like a faint alarm noise going and uh you see Marcy like she's a older lady kind of um uh dyed purple but like gray underneath hair and she's just like banging her head into the one of the metal walls of the hallway oh dear like just in a in a depressed way, not a trying to kill herself way. Sure, sure. I can understand that these people are having a bad day. <laughs> yeah. You understand what bombs are, but you don't know why they'd hurt you guys way down here under the rock. Yeah. Uh homeboy goes up to Marcy and they start hugging and she takes a swig of whiskey and they just start making out. Oh, 
And you're standing there awkwardly. <laughs> <clears throat> hmm. I suppose I can check on someone else. You seem to be doing all right now. They are ignoring you completely. They start heading for a supply closet. Sure. I'll just uh, I'll check out what else is going on. Okay, you see uh, two of the security guards who are really just like broke toughs from the nearby town that they put a gray uniform on. And uh, they're like playing cards in, in, uh, in their little guard room. And uh, you see the one shotgun y'all have left that's like uh, up in its cradle. And they've got it. They're playing poker with shotgun shells and they're like they seem really not that into it they've turned the radio off and one of them looks over at you this is a toy he has a a kind of a withered right hand and so he holds his cards with his left and he like sets them down real slowly and he looks over at you and he goes Crandall you um you gonna uh, you should probably alert your friends and family that you love them or whatever hmm well i'm not really capable of love and i don't have any family what about that lady robot the night shift we're not family <laughs> and the other guy like starts to laugh but it's like a creepy cackle uh that guy's name is uh randall which is odd like you guys had a little dumb joke or whatever when he first started working here sure well um i suppose i could check in on the superiors and see if uh if there's anything that is pressing (laughs) i don't know what my duties are at this point uh, he points to the wall. He's like, "Do you, you want the shotgun?" Mm, I'm not proficient with weapons, and I can All take right. care of myself with my strong robot arms. Click, click, click. He goes back to playing poker, and then you hear a, a shot from uh, somewhere off to the northwest. Maybe I'll just roll on down there and see what's going on. They seem to, like, not even register that a shot went off. Excuse me, gentlemen. I have somewhere else to be. <laughs> so you roll out of the, the guard room, and then you... I guess you were just in the doorway. Whatever. Mm-hmm. And you roll uh, uh, northwest, and um, you hear just, like, a keening scream. And it's just going on, and it's awful. And you finally round the corner to get to where the shot went off. And it opens up into the cafeteria... And you see this uh, this long-haired, kind of dark brown-skinned lady. She's really tall and has, like, giant hands and, uh, like, a real low brow. Her name is Greta. And she is just clutching this uh, guy. You think it's Dr. Turetsky. He has apparently shot himself. Uh, they're about 50 feet away or whatever, and... and she notices that you're coming in and looks over at you, and she immediately stops screaming. Oh, Miss Greta. Crandall. Is there anything I can do to help? Uh, well, Simon just shot himself. Hmm. Let me take a look. 
I might know something. Okay. <laughs> you roll up and and she like takes the gun and like starts wiping off the the trigger guard and the the handle or whatever. Hmm. The grip. Yeah. I remember my gun terms. Hmm. It seems as if he's definitely dead. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you get there, half of his head is blown out the side, and uh, it's just blood all over mm. the benches, the other table. It's nasty. Unfortunately, my limited first aid will not be able to handle this situation. Uh, she picks up the gun, and, and she... Or she had the gun. She puts her finger in the trigger guard and like pulls the the slide, checks it for a bullet, and then like uh, racks it. And uh, she steps away from the table and she starts doing a monologue. Uh, she says, um, "Human beings have long sought their own destruction. In the old times." It was uh, it was a rampant use of old machines that that uh, that uh, wiped out the sky and no one could breathe and they had to go underground. And uh, 400 years after that, people uh, came out and they started building villages and then they slit each other's throats, raped the women, ate all the cattle, and now we're here. And the world has moved on, and destruction, it seems, is inevitable. No empire lasts forever, and no man or woman gets out alive. And then she points the gun at your forehead and does that like sideways, you know, like gangster tilt with the gun. Hmm. She's pointing it at your forehead. Sure. I'll just, uh, I'm trying to figure out why this is happening. <laughs> Excuse me. Okay, uh, give me, finally, let's do a flip. Uh, give me a computers and wit <laughs> flip. Okay. Trying to figure out what she's doing. This could also be an insight type situation uh, with presence, but I won't do that to you. Your presence is one. <laughs> so, uh, so I just flip over the, the number of... I have never done this before, so. Uh, you add up the dots in your attribute, which uh, is wit, and okay. then um, your skill, which I think is a mastery, right? Computers? Yes. Uh, so that's four. So you get two, four, plus one, because you're healthy. Right. So I have... Seven cards. Seven cards. Okay. And then what, what do I count? Ten face cards and ace are a success. Okay. And the Joker shit gets weird. Okay. I have three face cards, so three successes, and no Jokers or anything like that. Three successes? Hell yeah. Greta's not going to be able to, to match that. She's like shaking with fear. According to the records that you're searching super fast, she's never shown any interest in target practice. You've never seen her with a gun. Mm -hmm. Even though everybody else like keeps their skills up. Oh, dang. She got three, three successes. Oh, I'm going to say your entire body has one armor. So uh, that that's only two damage. And you can reduce that even more if you like. 
uh, by using drive or what's the other one? Dodge. You have, you might have a few dodge points. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, I have two dodge points. Cool. I might as well tr- dodge it this time. Nice. So, uh, how, what does this look like? How does Crandall like knock it shot, even though it's like six inches from his head? <laughs> well, I'm a robot. So, uh, what happens is. I'm in the middle of a in the middle of a sentence, and she is a little shaky. So I just happen to turn my head a little bit, and she just shoots right past it. Hell yeah! Like it kind of goes ding, and like scrapes a little line of chrome off one side of your head. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then at, and at that, uh, what are you saying? What's this sentence? The sentence is, Greta, you seem to be pointing a gun at my head. <laughs> <laughs> Blam! Ooh. Nice dodge. You're aware that my CPU is in my chest, of course. She looks at you like real sad and like almost like she might be sorry. Mm -hmm. And then you hear just like a cascading like dump of rock or or acoustic tiles or pipes or something uh, off to the right which is administrative offices. Your bosses would be in there probably. And maybe a distant explosion. So maybe one of the bombs has gone off. Also your computers flip, which was, do you remember how many successes you got? Uh, I, I just flipped seven cards and got three successes. That was my last one. I did. Wasn't that the only one I did? Oh, that's right. You predicted her movements, and then, yeah, that's right, that's right. So give me another computer's check to f- okay. figure out what's going on. Okay, and then with uh, with anything else? Intelligence, or what, oh, what am I looking point. at? Uh, yes, it'll, you have time to think, so it'll be intelligence and computers. Okay, and I got two successes there. Cool, do you want to add any drive to that? Uh, no, that should be fine for now. Okay, very nice. So uh, bomb just hit. The center point was like thirty feet to the right, and uh, and you are like hundred and twenty feet down uh, mm-hmm. from the top here where you are now. Uh, so the earth rippled down to the top of the facility, and then ruptured through some pipes and various things, and the water. And any loose rubble just went straight down and then kind of spread out. So you hear other things like busting, you know, in other quadrants around you. Okay. Uh, so I want to try and figure out where the safest place is for everyone. I, wa- I want to save as many people as I can. Uh, it's absolutely the reactor area. Okay. So I will grab Greta by the arm. Okay. With the gun in it. And just say, we're going to the safest place and and just bring her along. If there's anybody else nearby, I will grab them with my other arm. I mean, you now hear uh, your boss, Sal Calderon. He is a member of a, a, a muty species that is called a tahin. And not everyone knows it, but you are aware. It's like protected information, top secret. Sure. And uh, he's really like a, a wolf. He's super old. He's like a hundred some years old. Um, mm-hmm. He was here when you got here. And 
he knows every inch of this place, almost never leaves his office. And his one vice is like dirty magazines. So he's got a whole like <laughs> bookshelf full of them. Sure. Uh, but yeah, you hear him cry out. He screams. Uh, and he's probably like 30 feet in. Okay. But he might be covered in rubble. Sure. Since he's like the, the superior, like the, the top person, I'm going to go find him. Okay, cool. Uh, Greta's like just standing there kind of dazed, holding the gun. I'll say get to get to the reactor. The reactor? Are you insane? And all of a sudden you realize she still has an instinct to survive, which is good. There are very thick walls to protect us. You realize there's no way out. Why don't we go further down into the uh, 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 outflow pipe and follow that down to the river? If there is nuclear fallout, you will want to have many, much layer... No, hold on. <clears throat> Let me start again. <laughs> you hear the guy still <laughs> screaming, and and she she's down to have a conversation if you want to keep going. <laughs> Go to the reactor. I'll meet you there. I'm still not convinced, Crandall. I think well, I'm going to go to the Vader and go down to Outflow. It's my duty to protect you, and you do what you think is right, but... Okay, I'll wait at the T for... She looks at her watch like a minute and a half. Okay. And then jets out. And that's like a 45-second walk, so... If you're not there, I'll I'll assume you went the wrong way. Whatever. She like waves the gun as she walks away. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go towards where I hear Sal. Okay, it's pitch black in here. The emergency lights mm-hmm. must be off. There's tons of particulate in the air. You make your little grommets close so you don't get mm-hmm. sand and shit in your uh, in your ears. Do I have an attachment that could be like a, a flashlight? Hell yeah! Boop! Here it comes. It's on. Yeah. Just have some lights on me. So let's do this a little bit collaboratively. Like, picture a Star Trek uh, cave-in. Uh, what does this look like? So yeah, there's definitely like stuff. The, the ceiling is there's dust coming down. There's some like big chunks of the wall that are broken. Just big pieces of rubble with like rebar sticking out of it. Yes, rebar's the shit. <laughs> <laughs> there's one that's like ninety degrees. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and you see, uh, you can just see some movement between two big slabs and like a desk. Okay. And he's crying out. He's like, who is it? Who's there? I'm dying. Please. It's me, Crandall. Uh, give me just a minute and I will help you out. Ah! Yelling doesn't help. What? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to try to uh, see if I can figure out the best way to move stuff around so it doesn't collapse more while I'm trying to get him out. Ah, so that's tricky. Yeah, I mean, just looking around, you can see, well, there's a slab, there's a block, there's a a computer tower or like a server I could move out of the way pretty easily. It's what's above that you can't see that's concerning. Okay. You could maybe do a computer check and wit on the fly to like sense where things are shifting maybe. Yeah, I'll I'll do that. Um it looks like I have one success. Oh, dang. You want to drive it? 
Yeah, I think this is important. I don't want I don't want stuff going. Yeah, I got one more with OneDrive. Hell yeah. So you climb onto one of the desks, you shift a piece of uh uh rubble like kind of in a certain angle or whatever. It's like a card house. So you basically Yeah. You're basically like putting up beams in a mine tunnel except quickly and you get down and finally you get to him and you realize it's like six pieces of rebar all at different angles like have trapped him Mm. in a sort of cage and one of them Mm. has gone through his uh well kind of the right side of his belly and like through his oblique and like out the Mm. back uh and that one's just hanging free so it's not like it's stuck into the wall or anything well i'll be honest with you sir this doesn't look good get me out okay and then i'll just pull on the one that's the one that's sticking into him i'm just going to pull that one out okay uh uh that's a little tricky it is speared through the front and back so Ideally, you would do some kind of medical thing afterwards. Oh, yeah. I'm not a medical robot. I have very limited first aid skills. <laughs> you know that you might want to leave part of it in, like a crossbow oh, okay. kind of situation. Mm, okay. Then I will um, I will use my, my pincher attachment to cut off the rebar. Hell, yeah. So he's, like, screaming. He's, like, and you're, like, slowly taking off your hand and, like, this thing comes on and then you you stash your hand on a magnet on your arm or something. Yeah. And you slowly bring that. You're like, you're slowly kneeling and bringing He's like, ah, come on. And, and all these sparks like spew all over his head. And like one of his precision takes time, sir. Yeah. One of his like gray hairs on his balding scalp, like kind of melts down and you can see like wolf hairs poking out and those mm-hmm. get singed. They stink. To high heaven. Mm. Imagine being a monster, or I mean, not a monster, but like an animal-headed person that always has to wear this like face mask. Yeah, it's gonna be like it's gonna be real smelly under there. Yeah, it's like if you were uh, in a, a mascot costume, like on a hot day at Disney World or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, and there's sweat streaming down his face, and yeah, you cut through that thing. Now give me a, you're taking your time, so I'm going to say you could use either brawn or intelligence based okay. on like how you want to do it. Like you just come down like a sword strike, but I think you described it as like real precision. Oh yeah, precision. I'll use intelligence. Okay. And then uh, uh, melee? <laughs> okay. I mean, is there, I guess, engineering? Okay, yeah, engineering's probably closer. Okay, cool. All right. So I have five flips for that altogether, and I got two successes. Hell yeah. So, and it pops free, and then you bend all the other ones back, and he's loose, and the, but he struggles with his foot, and you realize his foot has been completely crushed by who knows how many pounds of, of rubble. Well, I could just pick him up. I'll just pick him up and throw him over my shoulder. Like rip off his foot? Oh, oh, his foot is still stuck. Oh. His foot is completely crushed, and you think he must be in shock because mm. he's not complaining about his foot. Mm. Um, so you know it's probably destroyed. Yes. Uh, but here's another medical situation. Either way. Mm. Well, I still have my cutting attachment on. 
And his foot's already crushed. You also have a laser cutting torch, mm-hmm. but it sometimes goes out okay. in the middle of a job. <laughs> uh, either way. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think my... Uh, yeah, I think the laser might be... The, the cutting torch might be better to cauterize it while it's happening. Okay, cool. So um, I'll, we'll just go odds, evens. I'm going to flip a card and you tell me <laughs> odds or evens. All right, even. Ready, go. Even, it's a king. Okay. So um, <laughs> what's the funny... Okay, there's a piece <laughs> of rebar that's more or less straight and you put that between his teeth uh-huh. and then uh, <laughs> Civil War cut that thing right down. <laughs> yep. And uh, his whole body is shaking and quivering. It's, it's awful. Mm. Uh, but then his leg comes free. Mm. Hey, see, we did it. Yeah. And then the rubble shifts and it makes like a protected area and his foot it looks pretty much fine. Uh, <laughs> you want to reach in there and get it? Or leave no, it? no, I don't no. Know. We don't need that anymore. Okay. So you uh, take him back out and I'm going to going to i'm gonna say if i get a success some shit goes down okay i did not you're fine you weave your way out of the administrative office pretty good uh but right as you're leaving you see like you've got your flashlight out or whatever and you see the dust was was all gray and brown and like maybe a little white from tiles or whatever and uh insulation but then there's little green and yellow kind of flakes that then sort of flare a little bit and then become white Mm. or almost clear and uh they're they're billowing out through the door Mm. we don't have much time yeah and you're gonna go left back back down the the hall to the t yeah i'm gonna see if i could find greta okay if she's still there I'll do this again. Uh, are you doing any like precautions to check for traps? I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't think there's, I, I, I know this hallway. Okay. So if I get a success, some shit goes down. I've never done this before, <laughs> but I, I like that. It's like a crazy chaotic situation. Yeah. Okay. No, yeah. It's everything's fine. You go down and um, you're starting to hear more screams. Uh, you hear dogs barking oddly. Okay. All the lights go out and the and except the red ones, and now the alarm is blaring like mm. double clacks and super loud. It's almost like uh have you ever heard one of those sirens on the beach like tsunami yeah. or in the midwest there's like tornado oh oh yeah i've deals. i've been I've been in some tornado sirens oh shit really where at uh South Dakota I lived in South Dakota for a while so cool we had to we had to go into a a bunker for a bit Mm, really oh that's scary yeah nothing nothing happened but you know just preventative measures does it feel like an air raid Eh, it's mostly like yeah there's probably not it's probably not gonna because tornadoes are so narrow Uh it's like it's gonna hit something but it's probably not gonna be you yeah does everybody have like a Wizard of Oz basement to run into? <laughs> Probably we didn't. We, I was in a I was in a dorm at the time, so it oh, wasn't. Okay. We we just went into like there was like a crawl space where it, it was like the floor wasn't finished. It was just dirt floor, but oh, wow. it was the, the tornado shelter. 
Wow. Oh man. Uh, so yeah, there's there's a little bit of uh, dust filtering down from the tiles or broken down insulation or something, but it's pretty fine. And then uh, uh, red lights come on, alarms, and you arrive at the T, which is really just like two really wide hallways connecting. Uh, and it's like blue quadrant to the left and yellow to the right. And uh, no sign of Greta. Yeah, well. I assume she went the wrong way, so I'm going to go towards... <laughs> I'm not going to go look for her. She made her own choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go towards the reactor where I know okay, it's Okay, so safest. that's blue. So you had a... Or no. No, that's yellow. It's actually red, but it, you go through yellow to get there. And, mm-hmm. uh, oh, yeah, there's these, like, lines on the wall. Like, at a hospital, there's a red and a yellow one. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, you go down, and suddenly all the emergency lights go out. So it's pitch black again, and Crandall starts to mm-hmm. blubber and like scream or whatever. And it's then that you realize that there's just like an endless trail of blood coming out of his, the bottom of his leg as you'd like, <laughs> oh, I should have cauterized yeah. with my laser. <laughs> Do you say that out loud? Uh, yeah. Oh, of course. <laughs> oh, I should have cauterized. Uh, so he, he looks up at you like eyes wide, like really confused. His eyes are kind of like quivering and then they blink rapidly mm-hmm. And he starts to shudder. So he's clearly in shock. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. We'll, we'll get you a new one later. He's starting to go really dead weight in your arm. Um, so your flashlight's wobbling everywhere because he's like, I don't yeah. know, he's jerking you around. And you're headed to the atomic place. You go through the whole yellow quadrant. You see um, several people have drunk themselves into a stupor or like mm-hmm. took a do- heavy dose of heroin, like s- stuff like that. Like, like they clearly wanted to ride it out. And then you see at, at the turn where, where, um, yellow goes into red and off to the right, there's a, an endless hallway. Like that's what the workers call it. And it, that's how you get to the hydroelectric dam, the overlook power station. And off to the left is the way out. But like partway down the hallway is the atomic area, the red zone. Uh, it's probably like 50 yards. And okay. you see Marcy and the other guy uh, that you first met. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like nervously waiting. Homeboy has his like fist over his junk. Like he needs to pee. And... Uh, and she's putting on lipstick, and you realize he's got, like, lipstick kisses all over him. Mm-hmm. And then you see Greta slumped against the wall at the turn to the red zone. Or, I mean, into the atomic hallway. And uh, I don't know if anybody's ever read Fist and or Dragonlance Legends. The lair of Fist and Dantalus is, like, way a bunch of levels down. And, like, the hallways are all kind of, like... A lot of turns, and uh, it's kind of like a spider web in a way. Okay. People are always getting lost, and you have to like reroute them. But yeah, you see her slumped down against the hallway, and she's got her gun between her legs. And she goes, oh, you got him, Mr. Calderon, or Director Calderon. And then uh, Marcy goes, hey, dipshit, I always hated you. I hope you die first. And she like spits in his face, 
but he's unconscious. Oh. So who gives a shit? <laughs> well, um, I'm t- I'm bringing us to a safe place. If you'd like to follow me, Larry's like, there's a safe room all the way at the end by the exit. That's that's where we were gonna go. You know, you got your oxygen masks, your filters of all kinds. Plus, you can get out at some point. Well, uh, in my according to my calculations, the amount of radiation that's uh, here will require at least two feet of steel, and the only place that has that. Also, there's the radiation thing. That's part of the plan I'm not a fan of. Nuclear bombs have a lot of radiation, more than where we'll be. Everybody's just staring at you like open-eyed, like, I can't believe this is happening. And then you you detect uh, the particulates of strange dust is uh, coming. It's going to round the bend behind you at some point. We need to make haste if you'd like to survive. Why? What is it? Tell me it's not chemicals. Is it chemicals? I don't know what it is, but it's bad. Ah, it shit. won't hurt me, but it will hurt you. Okay, he he uh he starts limping. He limps like and humps over Greta's outstretched legs. Uh Marcy steps over her and she's like, "I kind of don't like you too, but you know, you're, you're going to be in there with us." So, I guess, whatever. It's then that somebody comes out of the atomic uh, uh, heavy door. It's on the side, kind of near the end of this long hallway. And you think it's uh, Burmuth, who is like the tallest, biggest, most girthy guy in the whole place uh he gets two lunches because he's like one of the only people that's willing to like monitor the reactor Mm. uh he's got two shotguns in his uh like racked in his hands and you realize that's where the other two shotguns from the guard room must have gone and Mm. he just starts opening up oh Uh, he's not even in the mood for talking so are you ready I'm ready. You've got to be fucking kidding me. (laughs) Seven cards, not one success. (laughs) I'm going to give him two more just for laughs. No successes. He must be in a panic. He's not good at aiming. He's holding two shotguns. Mm-hmm. Now, he has trained, but he's more of a handgun man. Whatever. And he's got them. Uh, they have those cool, like, stocks that settle in your your elbow mm-hmm. uh, area real good. But he has them pointed to the left of y'all and to the right of you. And you think he must think that shotguns work like in the movies where they just spread everywhere. But instead, it makes a a nasty noise and hits off the wall to the left of, what's his name, Larry. 
and uh, all the pellets go right by him and then ricochet off the concrete wall, tear the shit out of the whole corner and go off and hit uh, the uh, metal wall on the far end and um, just ricochet diagonally down the hall you just came down Hmm. uh, towards the yellow quadrant. And the same thing happens on the right where you are all the pellets blast the concrete tear the shit out of it go back out narrowly miss marcy and then go the other direction and then you hear a horrible scream (laughs) (laughs) but like a few of them like maybe some other workers were headed this way to take shelter and marcy and larry start to dive backwards to get around the corner and Greta mm. looks over and uh, what's your initiative? Uh, my initiative is three. Jesus. Yikes. Is it wit plus agility minus one? Mm, it's agility plus I don't know. Agility plus something. I think it's wit. So shouldn't you get four? Oh. Let me, I'll find it. Maybe, yeah. Oh, agility plus presence. Oh, that's why it's so bad. <laughs> it's so true. Okay. I don't, I don't know what that number means, but I guess it's bad. Greta has two agility and, gosh, she, she likes to monologue. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to give her two presents, so she got four. So she goes first. Oh, actually, the guy might go first. He definitely has presence. His agility is one. His presence is one. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so it'll be her, you, and then him. And she just, yeah, she draws down and you realize she's like, you've seen like movies and film strips about gunslingers uh, mm-hmm. in the line of Eld. And uh, it's all legends, you know, it's from like, a different part of the country and like people see it as like bumpkin stuff, but they said that uh, some people, these people with this training can just take as much time as they need. And like the shot will be true and all their fear drops away and they're just cold blooded. And she can't miss. <sighs> I'm going to say you have an anti-joker. Uh, you could use it to help her because she did get a joker. I have an idea of what I want to do to this guy, so I, I, I don't, I don't want to use it on her. Okay. She totally shoots him, doesn't kill him, but she does do three damage. Oh, and, and then her gun misfires and she's like, click, 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 click. And it's a it's a, a pistol with like a clip, so she's either out of ammo or, you know, whatever gun stuff. Okay. So now it's your turn. Uh, I would like to, in one motion, um, put Sal on the ground, run towards this guy, and grab him by the shoulders and pull his arms off. Okay, Sal does not protest, so that's free. And uh, uh, you get to, um, what did I call him? 
Burmuth. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, you get to Blair Burmuth, the uh, uh, gold tooth, gold chain wearing, just a jerk. He always says insults to you, even though you can't get your feelings hurt. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you, you get to him and are you strong enough to just go left, right, rip, and they'll come out? Or do you have to like push his into the wall with your foot or something? I think I'm just going to just pull it straight, straight out. That is amazing. Like just grab him by the, the upper arm and just pull him straight out. Okay, go for it. This will be brawn and melee, I think. All right. So, so that's eight plus one, nine cards. Yeah, nine cards. All right, let's see what I got. And what's a success? Is a 10 a success or does it have to be a face card? A 10 face card ace. And let me know if you get a queen of hearts. Uh, I don't have a queen of hearts, but I do have, out of nine, I have six successes. Holy shit. Okay. The guy has 12 hit points. He's already taken two, so he's down to 10. He's taken another six, so he's down to four. So he is unconscious? Well, he's disarmed for sure. He's definitely unconscious, unless you wanted to like just shoot his hand. No, you're ripping off his arms. Yeah, yeah. you rip off his arms. Blood sprays everywhere. It's Monty Python and <laughs> Flying Circus or whatever, and uh, blood pumping out, all silly like. And mm-hmm. he drops down, and he kind of tries to scream, and his throat closes up. And he goes to his mm-hmm. knees and he burbles and like blood comes out of his mouth, which is never a good sign. Mm-hmm. And I'll say it's not polite to shoot people. His hat kind of falls off and you realize he has a toupee. And uh, as he flumps forward, just blood pours out and he's like quibbing out. He's kind of like wriggling. Mm-hmm. So he's not dead, but... <laughs> He's on the way there. Right. So, uh, you hear somebody messing with dials and stuff inside the atomic chamber. What they call the cold room. All right. Um, well, I'm going to go back and um, pick up Sal and, uh, and, and motion for everyone else to, to follow. Okay. Here's the deal. While you were ripping off his arms, Larry and Marcy were like scuttling back down the uh, down the hallway. So the only person that's there is Greta. And you set down Saul at some point, right? So you could melee or did you set him back farther? I just set him down right before I ran towards this guy. Nice. So he's. Just basically slumped against the other wall across from Greta. And he starts to wake up. He starts to stir and like his eyes are goggling and he's like, Greta. Uh, (laughs) And she's like, hey, there's some spit on your face. And you hear this horrible noise. Uh, It's like. (sighs) It sounds somewhere between a werewolf and uh, like a gross tentacle monster from a, a, a lesser, uh, a less critically reviewed Lovecraft movie. 
Um, so a pretty weird, slushy, goopy sound. Uh, plan nine from outer space, sort of octopus situation. And then you hear chomp, 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 like it's devouring the uh, Larry and Marcy probably. And there's just, you hear blood like spewing everywhere and like parts flopping around. And uh, Greta goes, oh, fuck, and like starts to run past you. All right. Well, I will follow. Uh, you help Saul to his feet. And uh, all the lights are out except for a few uh, display panels or whatever inside the cold room. And Saul is like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. Oh, it's, it's what do I call this thing? Oh, it's the whaler, not the whaler. Oh, God, help us, not the whaler. And uh, something grabs your boy uh, and yanks. Uh, your light's facing forward. Do you want to look back or keep um, going? Uh, just keep going. It's there's no need to look back. Okay, Greta is at the door. And you're like fifteen feet away or whatever. Um Tentacle grabs this guy. What do you want to do? Well, I'm still pulling on him. Mm-hmm. Or like trying to to get him. So it'll we'll do a brawn contest. Um Okay. Just give me your brawn against their brawn. Okay. So I'll get four cards. You're, yeah, are I, you I got injured? One success. Uh, no, no, no. I, no, I, I dodged the the one shot that I would have taken. Okay, so you'll get one because you're uninjured. One, one, one extra, and it's the Queen of Hearts. You said. Oh snap! So uh, originally, Space Kings it only counted as your charm stat, but now you get plus one. So I think your charm is one. Yeah. So you so get two. As two. Okay, so three successes then. So, um, this creature did get hit by shotgun pellets, so it's hurt. Uh, so it only gets the four cards. Uh, it got an ace, but it also mm-hmm. got the queen of hearts. Uh oh. So that's two plus one, uh, cause it also has charm one. Uh, it gets three successes mm-hmm. and you got two. I got three. Yeah. Oh, you got three, three. Yes. Okay. Um, so you'll have to stand here in a contest that continues unless you use a drive or a hero point. Yeah, I'll 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 use a drive. I have two left, so I can use another okay. one. That one. And I work. think I did left. I give you two hero points or one? Uh, I didn't get any hero okay, points. Okay, I'll give you one. Well, then I'll use that as well. And then I got one more success from that one. Okay, so uh, use your hero point first, maybe. Right, right. So yeah, that and did. that'll be two cards. And then if you need, if you don't oh, you get, get two a success, cards for a hero point. If you don't get a success, use your drive yeah. one at a time. I got one. I got a ten. Hell yeah! Uh, yeah, you yank him free. It does one damage, and uh, I'll make him roll a kind of saving throw type thing. I guess just his brawn. Oh, he got it. So he is still awake. And uh, 
Greta looks back at you and it's just like your your flashlight kind of hones in on her as you you're like maybe eight feet away and she looks over at you and she must have seen the tentacle and shit because she is just eyes goggling wide and she starts to turn the gun in your direction uh and then she looks to her left and you hear and she just kind of stumbles backward drops the gun flops backwards and slumps down the far wall opposite the atomic uh door and the door starts to close oh can i can i run and try and get it like, uh, yes. Like get in before it yeah. closes. You, uh, it's free and clear because Greta uh, fell backwards. Um, there's just a gnarly ass blood stain. Just there's like a couple big blots up behind her, and then spray everywhere else. And uh, she's still kind of quivering. Um, Saul is going to try to help you move. So you can get in there, so you'll get an extra card, but I need you to do athletics and agility. One success. One success. Yeah. Um, okay, now you know a guy's in there with an automatic weapon. Mm-hmm. Any plan for how to deal with that? Not yet. Are you going to grab the door and stay behind it or are you going to run into the doorway? Well, I'm just going to charge in and, and take care of them. I love it. Forward charge. This is the best. You come around the door. Uh, he's like kind of shaking the weapon and like trying to figure out uh, like how many shots maybe he has left. You're not sure. Um, and then he puts it back up to his shoulder and just just unloads on you. <laughs> you have one armor, so you take two damage okay. as a, as a three round burst kind of tears into your chest. Uh, okay. Tell me what, what personal items or, or useful thing do you have in your chest cavity? Uh, do I do I have my my master key at this point? Uh, you have that, but you keep that like uh, uh, in a like magnetic kind of box at your hip. Oh, okay. This would be like fun stuff, you know. Okay. A bag oh, okay. of gold, Just... a bomb. I don't know. <laughs> One of those bombs that's like a black with a fuse and a lighter. I have a tiny stuffed whale that was given to me as a gift. Cool. Uh, from my my first. Uh, the, the the one who created me, they when when I was coming off the assembly line, they gave everybody a little trinket and they gave me a tiny stuffed whale. Whoa, the weirdest thing is is your factory was entirely automated, and it was like uh, this really tall, white kind of hourglassy with like a blobby part at the bottom it's like all white with a few black trim and big eyes with eyelashes and uh they call her darla darla's like uh uh let's see yeah i mean let's do a little a little double flashback 
you're you're popping up, your eyes come open, you're kind of sitting at the end of the assembly line, uh, like a chair basically, and the the belt's rolling b- beneath your butt. And she comes over, and she her whole front opens, and she brings out this silver tray and lifts off the the silver tray holder top thingy. Uh, a cloche, that's what it's called. Pulls that mm-hmm. off, and there's a adorable blue stuffed whale. What kind of whale? It's like a cartoon whale, and it has like it's it has like the tail that comes up, and then it has like the little there's like a little spout coming out of it, but it's like wait, it's is like, it just it's like, like a of, decoration, or is it like a fountain? Yeah, well, it lo- I mean, it's a decoration, but it looks like a fountain. Like cool. it, st- it sticks straight up out of it, and it has like the little thing on the top. This is cute. Does it have any uh, battery like tech inside, like a like a song? I never or... opened it up. No, it doesn't do anything. But like if you squeeze it or something. No, no, it doesn't do anything. It, oh, when, or when you squeeze it, like the air pushes up the. Uh, oh the, shit! The, the, oh, I love yeah. that. It's like a, a like a white navel that's an innie, and then it comes out yeah. like a fountain. Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, does he have a name, or she, or, uh, or they? I named him Herbert. Herbert. Yeah. So, yeah, Herbert's in there. You can sacrifice Herbert to take less damage. Uh, I refuse to do so. <laughs> okay, so the, uh, the bullets go uh, blasting through the, your side. Uh, it does two damage or three mm-hmm. did i have three or four successes you said th- three i think okay and then minus your armor so yeah you take two damage uh are you injured yet i have 12 total so i don't i don't know when injured is that's uh two-thirds so if you go down two-thirds. to eight eight okay let me mark that down Eight or less is injured. And then unconscious is one-third? One-third, yeah. So when, I, when I'm at four or less, I'll be unconscious. Okay. Yeah, so somebody would have to repair you or or your internal systems would like go to backup power or something. Uh, and you'd wake up at some point. What comes next? You're through the door and his initiative is five, yours is three. Uh, Sal... Oh, by the way, the the cat in here with the assault rifle is named Johan. He's like 30, likes likes to read about horses. Mm. And he's going to get to go again. That was a surprise. Well, no, it wouldn't have been a surprise because you knew somebody was shooting. <laughs> um, so you'll get to go and then... And then it'll be the next round. So what do you do? I think what I want to do is just take the assault rifle from him mm-hmm. and, and just break his hands. Fuck yeah. Or just, just like rip it out of his grip and and damage him in the process. Okay, yeah. So um, you'll, you'll do a flip of brawn melee. Okay. We could say this is whirlwind attack, but that's kind of weird. No, no, it's not quite. It's just me grabbing grabbing the gun and just yanking it out of his hand and hopefully doing damage to him in the process. Oh, check this out. Uh, if you do well, maybe you, you grab it between his hands and then go whoop 
and, and it comes out of his hands, and then you swing back the other way and break both his wrists. So I, I have a problem. I have eight cards left in my deck, and I have not flipped any jokers yet. Okay, so we'll just keep so. track of your successes <laughs> until the end, and then you'll shuffle a few times. Right. And well, then, I have uh, eight cards. This my, my brawn melee is eight cards. I have exactly eight cards left. So mm-hmm. there's going to be two jokers in here. I haven't flipped it up yet, but I'm going to. Oh, but to. you're not injured yet, so you get one more. Oh, oh, I'm not oh, I'm not regular injured. So so I do all of these and then then reshuffle everything? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah, there's two jokers and then one success so far. <laughs> so let me, let me shuffle these up and then we'll see what else we get. I knew there was going to be two jokers because I knew how many cards I had. That's reasonably shuffled, and yeah, one success and two jokers, so that's something. Wow. Uh, well, you don't get hold of his weapon. He slams the butt into the side of your head, mm-hmm. and then jumps backwards up onto the bank of uh, thing. It looks kind of like the inside of a ferry or whatever. Anyway, he jumps back up on top. And you realize he had his shoes off for some reason. His uh, sleeves are all rolled up. His shirt's open. And uh, his shirt's untucked. And he unloads on your chest. That sounded really bad. This is not that kind of show. (laughs) I knew what you meant. Although Stephen King, I wouldn't put it past him. Okay, that's another three damage. Okay. Same bargain. You injured. could lose the whale and nope, save yourself nope. one I damage. refuse. I refuse. Okay, so you take two damage. Um, yeah. So I'm at eight, so I'm injured. Okay. Sal says something. What does he say? He's like getting to his feet behind you. He says, Joe, Johan, listen. And Johan's like, like fuck off. You're about out of ammo, and Crandall's going to kill you, man. Or no, he's the boss. He'd say, Crandall will kill you, so stop shooting. The guy stopped shooting, and now it's your go. All right, well, um, I am going to take the gun again. Uh, I think that's just the best course of action. I don't want to kill him, Mm -hmm. but I do want to take that gun from him. Okay, he lets you take it, and then okay. he gets back down off the computers or whatever, and he uh, slumps over to the chair and like just slumps down into it and looks exhausted and uh, just leans back. like, Or he's kind of straight up, but the, the seat's real comfy. And you realize that um, where he's sitting, he could probably reach the big red button, uh, hits the fail safe. So you take note of that. You realize that the door to the cold room, I mean, no, the, the hot room, and then beyond that, the core, both of the doors are supposed to be closed at all times, but uh, for some reason, the big concrete door is open. Sal taps on your back, and he's kind of limping against you because he doesn't have a foot. Right. Uh, he taps on your back. Yes. Crandall, 
I need you to go in and check on the atomic uh, door. We need to make sure it's fully sealed. No cracks. Uh, he hands you a, a scanning device that um, they used. It's like a ground penetrating radar or something that they use to make sure everything's sealed. And uh, there's this like comically large tube of basically like super spackle. And he pats you on the arm and, and says, good luck. Uh, yeah, it shouldn't take long. I will uh, go check in there and make sure everything's good and then bring you in with me. Okay, you get in there and he closes the door and uh, he gives you the thumbs up as the door is going down. You can see clearly through the window. Mm-hmm. And uh, once the door is down, you start scanning. And then the light goes out, and the lights of the terminal now are the only thing you can see, and they're lighting up him and uh, Johan in the chair. And he's stopped giving you the thumbs up and is looking up at the ceiling, and uh, he um, pulls the gun out of his waistband and shoots Johan. Johan just goes limp and settles back and then he comes down and he pokes the button and he says uh look i need you to go into the core forget about scanning just put it down okay you know about the monsters crandall and the door starts to starts to rise this one's a a double door it's like a big steel frame and then more concrete on the other side so it opens in stages. So the, the big uh, maroon door is starting to rise. And the concrete behind is white. And uh, he, he starts to say, um, your next order, do you want to say anything? Uh, what do you need me to check? Oh, did you reshuffle, by the way? Yeah, yeah. I, okay. I'm out. Yeah. Man, two jokers. That's rough. <laughs> uh let's see so um yeah that door is almost open and you realize that he is frantically trying to push the button to close the outside door the big red door Mm -hmm. and you can see him through the window but like you can't see the big red door, but he's looking like really freaked out. And you realize there was kind of a purplish lavender glow from the tentacle when it like grabbed him. Mm. Oh, and by the way, it seared through his lab coat and like into his shirt and his stomach. You realize that that wailing is coming through. He doesn't have the intercom on, but you can hear it through the glass. Mm. Uh, and he's frantically trying to close the door. He looks up at you with pleading eyes. What do you need me to do? Turn off the reactor! Okay. I'll go and well, I'll wait for everything to open up and run in and turn it off. Okay, cool. Um, the concrete door starts rising. And you realize that he seems like pretty satisfied and he leans back uh, and sits on the terminal. 
um, just with his back against the window. How do I want to do this? Uh, oh, he gives you the thumbs up behind him. And you see through the concrete door that uh, the reactor in powered down mode has like kind of low purple and green lights down near the floor. Uh, so you're seeing those come through. And in the computer rooms or the cold room or whatever I called it, Saul, Sal like gets up and goes around to the other side of the, uh, the big door. Um, so you, do you want to like scrunch under and go under this door or like wait till it's all the way open? I mean, I'll, I'll get in as quick as I can. Uh, I'll wait till it's open a reasonable amount and, and get in. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, yeah, you come in and you see there are three weird, maybe how to describe them. It's hard to perceive them properly. They're about three feet tall. They have like the heels come way out like uh, like some kind of animal, like, I don't know, a leopard or something. But But the end is almost like a fucked up goat's hoof. But it's all this like inky, slimy looking black or scaly. Uh, there's little like vestigial wings and huge, like gross fucking gremlin heads. And mm-hmm. they're they're clawing and biting at the core, which is like surrounded by, you know, twenty layers of this or that. And they're like tearing into it. Okay. Um well. I was sent here to turn off the core, mm-hmm. so I will go ahead and do that. Okay, it's just off to your right, like a foot, okay. so you turn and and you start to do that, and one of them sees you and goes, Aah! and, it, and it, you think it's trying to scare you, its tongue comes whipping out at you, and the room, like, the the, the energy starts to warp and, like, the lights start to flicker. Uh, you're reaching up for the control box to take off the lid, and uh, your initiative is three. You said, "Mm-hmm." Okay, this thing attacks you. Sure. Two successes, so one one damage to you. Uh, it's like tries to rip out your knee and takes a good chunk of it, or the back of it at least. And then another one notices you keeps chewing but is like got its eye on you and the other one like stops chewing and like gets ready to pounce and they're both like maybe i don't know eight feet away okay um so now it's your turn well i still want to turn off the core i'm just going to ignore this thing that's attacking me and go after (laughs) the awesome turn it off uh i'm not scared of it i'm a robot yeah and you have a job to do yeah i'm gonna have to shuffle here in a sec uh oh so give me computers and um are you taking your time or are you trying to go fast well i'm i'm just trying to get it done at this point so wit and computers all right um i got three successes are you injured uh yes okay so no extra card I was going to say take one away because you're being bothered while you're trying to think, but you're not, you're not a human. You don't have pain. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, and you did make it clear that you are ignoring it. So you said three successes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You and uh, it's it's beginning to power down, and you could just go back into the other room like it's it's uh, automated process. Sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and do that. Okay. Uh, yeah. So you, you duck back into the room, and uh, the other one attacks. Oh man, three successes and a joker. <laughs> So it does three damage to you. Mm-hmm. Minus one, so two. Okay. It jumps onto your uh, onto your chest and starts digging in. Same deal. You can soak a damage, let it take your whale. No, thank you. <laughs> uh, and the Joker, it goes flying into the wall as you duck through the door. And uh, bounces off, takes damage. Next turn, this one, the one that bit you, or yeah, the one that clawed you first is coming after you. One damage, but you soak one. So yeah, it jumps from from about the door and then rolls and flies at you with its claws out, its teeth open. And... uh, Everything slows down. It's like slow motion. And he's flying towards you, but but you know you're going to dodge it easily. And uh, I'm going to let you get like an opportunity attack on him as okay. he flies by. Uh, yeah, can I do my... Can I attack both of them at the same time? Like do the whirlwind thing and just spin around um, while they're coming at one me? One of them flew into the wall to the side oh, of the one, door, it's not, so it's, it's not, not by me. in here yet. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, I'll just... I'm just going to pummel it. Cool. Just squish it into the ground. Or well, if it's flying, I'm just gonna smack it out of the way into the wall okay, or something rad. like that. So melee and brawn. Okay. How many hit points do you have left? Uh, I have five. If I get hit one more, I will be oh, unconscious. Shit. So you need to but, destroy uh, him now. I got five successes <gasps> and a joker. Okay, and a joker. Oh shit. Yeah. But I have an anti joker. I think you said. <laughs> Yes. Do you want to use it? Uh, yeah, please. Hell yeah. So, uh, okay. Let's see. How would this work? Um, do you still have your, your saw attachment out? Uh, I think that's the last one I... Well, no, I don't, because I, I pulled off that guy's arms. I had my regular... Mm, well, yeah, gotcha. no, I know. The saw... The, yeah, the, the laser thing was the last one I used. The laser one? The, the laser, the cauterizing laser to cut off his foot. That was a while back. Yeah, so you had both hands to rip the arms off. Uh, um, so yeah, I'm gonna say unless you want to pull out weapon, you uh, you just kind of spin in a diagonal arc, just and uh, bludgeon him, and he goes down into the floor, and he goes right through it, and leaves this weird, like smoky, liquidy cloud of ectoplasm. Hmm. Uh, that quickly turns into a clear gel. It goes from like black to clear really quick. And uh, you see that fucking Larry seems to have reawoken and he's about to push a button on the console that you think might be the fail safe. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, literally half his brain is out. You don't know how he's moving. Would you like to do anything? Um. Well, there's there's one more. Are there any more of the little gremlin guys in here with me? Mm, one's pouncing in at the top of the this order. I just wondered if okay. you wanted to say anything, yell, free action stuff. Oh, um, well, I'm more concerned about um, just getting out. Uh, so the the door, I, I went out through the first door. And I just have to get out through the second door, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I'll just I'll just head out. It is a uh, a fully closed, oh, steel and concrete core. Oh, this is this is like a um, like an airlock basically, but for for the core. Is yeah. That what you're oh, I think this okay. is a, like a foot and a half of concrete with giant bars that go like three in the bottom and three in the top. Like oh, okay. That you can't see, but they're inside it. Okay, and then there's just a like a window. Right. There's a data pad beside the concrete or whatever so people with mm-hmm. clearance can like swipe a card or something to get out oh, okay during a red alert situation it uh it requires like it, it takes longer i don't need to get into the specifics sure sure um but i you could speed it up if if you did a computer check sure i would uh i mean i don't want to be trapped in here so i will attempt to Get out. Okay. Uh, speed is required, so I'm going to make it wit and computers minus one. Okay. And another creature is pouncing on you. Holy shit. So. <laughs> uh, you don't have any dodge left, do you? <laughs> no, I have one drive. I don't know if that means anything, but uh, that's what I have. And and uh, my flip for this is it's one success and a, and a joker. Okay. Yeah. So you uh, you get to the pad, you stick your fingers in the in the robot port, and uh, it like does a weird magnet thing where it like holds onto your hand so you can't like you know move your elbow anywhere or whatever. And so then you turn back and you're like trying to fight off this gremlin. And it bites off like a whole chunk of your side and you like wince as you realize that that the whale is very close to getting bitten out. And you're going to take two damage, right? So you're going to be unconscious. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I guess there's nothing you can do. Weird. I rarely get into these situations on the show just cause like everybody's been lucky or they're all kind of badass or whatever in their own way. <laughs> so, okay. So I'm unconscious. Yes. Does this thing leave me alone now or is it just going to oh, keep okay. biting on me? Now uh, you <laughs> won't know this cause you're unconscious, okay. but sure. I'll, I'll paint the scene. Um, if you think of anything funny or cool or whatever to add, feel free. The creature, as soon as uh, Crandall tumbles to the floor with his fingers, his little fingers held together in like a, a little, I don't know, bird beak or whatever, stuck in the wall. And the rest of him is flopped down on the ground and a huge sparking chunk out of one side. Uh, and uh, uh, 
the creature turns around and like blinks almost with a puff of smoke and jettisons its way back through the inner door right as the failsafe goes off and uh, the whole thing comes down. And same thing with this door. The bars, there's a secondary sheet on either side of the door that comes down. And, uh, and then you hear above you all this dirt and sand settle that uh, in the event of an atomic emergency or whatever, it like fills up this pocket with uh, heavy shit. Um, it's supposed to do the same thing in a wider square outside the red zone. Uh, but um, that's in the event of an atomic emergency. Right now it's just a fail safe. And inside the core, the two remaining creature, or no, yeah, you killed one, right? The two remaining creatures try to eat up the rest of the core, but it, gets low enough that they get kind of annoyed and bored and they go and jettison into the walls outside in the cold room in the terminal room you see that uh what's his name um johan his arm is slumped back down he's died the failsafe is off uh sal calderon is uh gone you don't know where he went. There's a lot of like gross sludgy mixed with human blood kind of splotches around. And the red door is still open a little bit. I don't think you closed it. Did you? I don't think so. No. So it's still open. And then everything goes black. Even the terminals kind of power down and you see time passes somehow, like, I don't know, clocks spin or like calendars, <laughs> dates flip. Sure, sure. And the the particulates of biological toxins or whatever, like, slowly break down. And it's just silent and quiet for 267 years. And then one after another emergency the the emergency red lights come on and pop on like one at a time down the big hallway to the red zone in into it and then the kind of faint yellow light turns on in the terminal room and the big white light turns on in your room and you wake up okay and that's where we'll start next time with the group cool what did you think that's <laughs> i like all the characters i like i like my journey i like my whale um yeah there's yeah, a lot of good stuff going on whale. Here. you got to save the whale <laughs> yeah um i am very damaged still so i'm i'm waking up just as the rest of the group is getting there. Is that what's happening? So I was just unconscious the whole time. Yes. I don't know how long it'll okay. take him to get down the hallway, but yes. Okay. Um, yes. Yeah. But I am very damaged and I do need some service. 
Yes. Oh, that's one thing we can do. Um, a supplemental uh, comic issue came out between episodes. Uh, not really. Whatever. <laughs> uh, and and so we see a kid reading the comic, and uh, it's like Atomic Adventures or something, and it shows Crandall open up an emergency panel inside the cold room, and there's all this like gear, and you patch yourself up in like five minutes. <laughs> all right. <laughs> and there's footsteps I, I and these people terms. coming. <laughs> there's people coming down the hall. Um, yeah, everybody died. Yeah, except for me. I just got knocked out. Well, I guess I wasn't alive in the first place. Yeah, yeah, good point. And maybe Sal Calderon. Yeah, we don't know where he went. But I, I have a s- suspicion that the tentacle monster got him. <laughs> That's a pretty good suspicion. <laughs> I don't have three dots in intelligence for nothing. Mm-hmm. Man, that was so badass. You just <laughs> you were just spinning around, punching, ripping arms yeah. off. That was like the yeah. reverse adventure zone. You were like like anti Magnus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're giving Magnus a little payback. <laughs> Well, the guy had two shotguns and two arms, so. And Herbert lives. Yes, for to to play another day. <laughs> Man, oh, the other thing we need to do is what does Crandall think about? Let's do a super high speed him through the eras. You know, him and Herbert. Okay. So, like, what happens? How do you pass the time? Oh, just from, from when I was created till I get blown up or put put into this room? Uh, no, after. Like, in the intervening 267 years. Like, how do you pass the time? Well, I thought I was, like, unconscious the whole oh, time. Oh, that's right. I had you... I had you out the whole time. Yeah. I had been planning to have you be awake the whole time. Sort of a Marvin the Paranoid Android situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you went unconscious. Yeah, I just like being turned off and waking up when they when they show up. Yeah. Oh, I know. You weren't dead, right? Mm-mm. So I'm gonna make you do an uh uh like a basically a Constitution save to okay. wake up at a certain point. Um. So just double your brawn. Okay. You just want me to do a flip for that then? Yeah. So that'd be eight. Oh, yeah. I got like three successes out of those eight. You needed three successes. So at a certain point, your backup system powers on and there's little green faint lights in your eyes. And you that's when you, you find the emergency panel and, and, and fix and yourself. And repair myself. Yeah, okay. And so, yeah, so... So you're awake for for the rest of the time, and uh, yeah, how do you pass the time? Well, um, I will become very familiar with the surrounding areas, like the control panel. I'm sure I will be working on that a little bit to to try and get it to open the door. Oh, the one on the inside. You can yeah. also see a lot of the stuff. Yeah, through but the is window. everything's power? Everything's powered down. Is mm-hmm. it just dark in there? It's uh, the control panel 
has like a faint red light that runs on its own like tiny atomic cell. Okay. I'm assuming I, I have an atomic power core as well. Yeah. And you're yeah, completely yeah. radiation shielded. So even sure, if it did sure. go off, you'd be all right. Yeah. But I mean, that's that's how I'm still surviving, just being alive. Yes. My, my internal core is just still going. So what about the big scanner? Uh, it's like a rhombus-shaped kind of deal with hand grips mm-hmm. or whatever. Do you uh, Would you like cannibalize it and salvage it or would you well i'm I'm sure i use some of the parts to fix myself okay you could also make sure to keep it the way it is so you can keep scanning like and repairing cracks in the wall but it's up to you yeah i don't i think i was sent in here to to turn off the core and make sure Mm. that it was safe so i'm gonna make sure that that happens first everything is make sure that everything is sealed up and safe and and then after I complete my mission, I will. I cool. Uh, so just, so it's yeah. like you have a, a super fancy erector set. What are some things that you make, and then maybe cannibalize and then make a new thing <laughs> over the years? Like what all? Well, I I definitely will learn more about the every electronic thing in there will be taken apart and put back together. Cool. Any piece of ele- electronics. Um, I will make a a little house to put um, <laughs> Herbert into, so he can so he can have a vacation. A whale house, of my ch- if you will. Yeah, yeah. Not an aquarium. Whales, <laughs> whales live in houses. Uh, that's all I know about whales. I haven't seen any for real. <laughs> so I'll I'll have uh, I'll have him to keep me company. That's awesome. What's the whale house look like? Well. All the pictures of houses that I've seen are, it's got four walls and then a triangle roof and then a door and then it can open up so I can set him in, in there. So it's basically a monopoly house. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, it's like a little tiny doll house, just like Mm -hmm. the most simple version of it that the front opens up and I can, and he can live inside and be happy. So, uh, yeah, you, you gain an intimate knowledge of all these systems so I'm gonna say you'll get a a plus one to computers or engineering with anything in this area. Okay. Next time. So write that down somewhere. Okay. Or I should too. Yeah. Uh, I'll just. I have a little notepad here that I'm using. Plus one. Yeah, I'm gonna say you were able to get the data pad to pull up all the information about the electronics and all that stuff for the whole red zone. So, yeah. And I know, and then it would, uh, I'm going to try and find out like what I'm sure I, I know some things about the world as it is at this point Mm -hmm. before the bombs. So if that's anything that is useful in the future, I I would, Oh, you're going to be a font of wisdom. Mm hmm. You're going to be like such a boon to the companions. (laughs) (laughs) And also I can take a hit. Oh, but check this out. Okay, this is the button on the episode. After the credits, we see the the evil gremlins or whatever chewing on some other stuff. And then Mm -hmm. uh, one of them like does a creepy gremlin giggle. And... uh, we see inside your, you know, fully repaired 
chest or whatever, this greenish evil, like, uh, contagion is sort of like slowly seeping through the inside of your, uh, cavity there and eating Mm. into your systems. I don't like that. And in the middle of the night while you're dozing, (laughs) robots doze. It power down for, yeah, you power down, you have robot dreams and, uh, you have this terrifying dream and you actually feel fear, which is bananas. Mm-hmm. And the dream is that your body is taken over and just starts mowing down this entire village with a machine gun. And it's like, you can't stop. And they're all saying, stop, override code alpha one six, which is like your override code. Uh, and they just keep screaming it. And then you blast them. And by the end, you're, you're, you're spent and, um, you hear this voice go, the other one lies. Okay. The other one. Yeah, and you wake up all sweaty. <laughs> what other one is there? Is it Herbert? What, is, what does robot sweat look like? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's just oil, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, little drops of oil come up through your, your yeah shielding, <laughs> whatever. Oh, and then we see a tiny little crack open up around the window frame, and um, and yeah, radiation is seeping into the terminal room. Good job, man. That was fun. I had fun. Uh, do you want to plug anything while you're here for the listeners? Um, well, I, <laughs> I suppose I, I do two podcasts of my own. Um, the first one is one I've been doing for a couple of years with my friends, and we, we design Magic the Gathering cards. Uh, the, the podcast is called Beacon of Creation, and uh, we're doing, making a community-designed magic set. So if you like magic, just come check it out. Beacon of Creation, beaconofcreation.com, all that business. Uh, the other podcast is more of a fun one with my wife and I where – we review cheeseburgers, and it's called Cheeseburger Buddies. Uh, you can find both of them on iTunes or whatever, whatever podcast the podcatcher you use. That sounds awesome. I I can't wait to listen to those. That's rad. So, yeah. um, Adam, thank you so much for being on. Uh, I guess I should give a, a my own plug. I'm Jeff at El Jefe Tacoma on Twitter. Uh, we have a group it's called the war for the tower character club uh you can make your own badass with the space Kings system um kevin cole will be done with the space Kings system soon uh there was a kickstarter so you you'll probably have to wait a little bit after everybody's served i don't know how it's gonna work uh but um we'll let you know as soon as that's out and I also have all these other shows that are on this network called Sinister Parent Company. Uh, so go check those out at Sin Parent Co. on Twitter. And we'll have our website done soon. It's sinparent.co. I guess that's it. Cool. Anything else? Do you, do you need to say anything? Thanks for having me on. I mean... I just, I just found you, I just found the podcast and I like the dark tower stuff and I, 
And I said, hey, can I be on? And he said, yeah. And I said, here's my, here's my character. It's a robot. <laughs> Yo, I'm so excited. They're going to love you. a special project of the Trap Society and Colossus Media Group. Our theme song is Morgana Rides by Kevin McLeod. You can find his music at incompetech.com. Send us an email at warforthetower at gmail.com. Stay weird, everybody. Special thanks to Kevin Cole, the maker of Space Kings, for letting us use the Space Kings system to to make this show. It's pretty cool. Space Kings.